Sirens. Chapter 6 It was nearing dawn when she heard the key in the lock. It pulled her out of her uncomfortable half-doze. All of Ash's soft sofa blankets were pulled around her, and the cold still kept her awake. Or the memory of it. Shower, coffee, and blankets, and the heat on. She couldn't really still be cold. Ash's voice. Ash's face. Her eyes traveled over the beautiful room, quiet and clean, surrounded by apartments and people. Sometimes it didn't feel real, that was true. It felt like a dream, but it had always felt safe before. Ash was barely in the door, and Marianne heard the water running. She emerged from her blanket cocoon, stretching and straightening her pajamas. Little bats and black cats, bought last October to fend off the idea of chill, if not the cold of her home. Luxury apartments were a hell of a lot warmer than twenty-year-old mobile homes. A trail of dirty clothes led from the apartment door to the bathroom. She followed it, picking up each item. They were filthy, covered with mud. Black goo had started to dry, like tar on the road, cracked and gummy from the sun. She looked towards the bathroom, then put the clothes in the wash. Not the blouse. She read the care instructions and ran water in the sink, pressing the cloth under the surface, feeling it tangle over her skin, light as feathers. Gently. Silk needed gentleness. Fancy things did. They needed care. That's what her mom always said. Too delicate. Too much work. The water turned off. She stopped swishing the material. Her memory filled in the sounds she couldn't hear. Towel over skin. Then fabric. And a peach wood comb through her long brown hair. If it weren't for those sounds, it would be like watching a silent movie especially when she was pale from lack of hunting. Marianne would pretend to read sometimes and secretly watch all of her natural, graceful movements. There was a warm and damp wash of air. She looked up and quickly down again. Ash had fed. After everything, she'd probably needed to. Marianne remembered, vividly, how the difference felt beneath her fingers. She was wearing a dark green robe. It brought out the flush in her cheeks. My girl... I think I can save it. I put it into soak. This laundry stuff is supposed to be the best. Ash turned her around, ignoring the water dripping off her hands. Are you hurt, my girl? Her eyes moved up and down, examining Marianne with care, hands passing over her arms. I don't think so. Just... it was cold. You're still shaking. It isn't... I'm fine. I'm sorry. Your blouse. She was babbling... A bubble of terror rose in the back of her throat. She couldn't even say why, except that it was everywhere at once. Ash caught her face between her hands, soft and warm. My blouse was a whim of a moment. You're the dream of a lifetime. Marianne's eyes burned. I didn't mean all of that today. Going out there and chasing that thing. I should have run. Made him leave. Not get trapped like that. I'm sorry. Ash kissed her. The sun is rising. We need to sleep. There's time to talk when we wake. You aren't mad? I'm not your ma, to be mad at your will. Her thumb brushed over Marianne's lips. You'll not go to sleep without knowing I love you, my hunter. 
Relief flooded her. Ash lifted her up. Marianne was half asleep before her head even hit the pillow, warmed down to the bone. Ringing woke her late in the day. The sun was already low, last beams vanishing. The bedroom was filled with gold-dusted light. Her hand thrust out from under the blankets to retrieve her phone, croaking out a hello. Sorry? Bad time? Shit, I'm sorry. She bolted upright, looking at the clock radio. John laughed. It's okay. Something came up on my end. She flopped back down, relieved. Picked up a job for a couple days. What's wrong, my darling? Ash's voice was half asleep and still perfectly audible. There was a long silence over the phone. I'll, um, I'll take care of the hotel. How many days are you going to stay? She scribbled the information down, sure that she wasn't imagining an awkwardness on his part, and said goodbye. I'm sorry, my girl. I wasn't thinking. It's okay. He heard. Her voice was heavy with worry. Marianne forced a smile and turned to her. It's okay. I mean, whatever happens, I'll sort it out. I know that look of yours, darling. Ash slid out from under the sheets without even a little clumsiness. I can make him forget. Everything will be fine. Marianne sat, confused for a minute, before scrambling up to catch her hand. Ash looked down, allowing herself to be stopped. Ash, it's all right. I won't have you in so much danger because of my carelessness. It's John. He won't hurt me. Ash touched her face. I've heard similar things before. I know how that story ends. Marianne hesitated. John was a good guy, but he was Catholic, too. She and Ash had to be against just about everything that he believed. If her mom asked, did she really want him to lie to her mom? Did she really want him to tell the truth? Did she want him whammied? It all felt wrong. Ash had pulled on a pair of jeans and was rooting around her drawer for a bra. She was moving so urgently that she had only grabbed a sweatshirt to wear, something normally reserved for cleaning day. Ash, wait. Wait. She clambered out of bed and stood in front of the door. They shared an awkward moment when Marianne didn't move, and Ash came to a graceless stop. They both knew that Ash could lift her out of the way like a feather. Let me do my work for you. There was a soft plea in her voice. Marianne looked down. Ash would know better than her, right? Ash would protect her. But it was John. Let me talk to him first. Please? I'll make something up. If he buys it, then everything is cool, right? Before we go nuclear and you whammy him. There was a moment, stretched to breaking, when Marianne just wasn't sure, and a swirl of unease filled her. Whammy, she said, after a moment, with a long-suffering sigh. Marianne could breathe again. All right, my girl. Only promise me that you won't carry the weight of it yourself. Okay, that's cool. That's... that's good. I promise. She scratched her stomach, wishing she was dressed and ready for the day to face this sort of panic. I'll cook. Ash kissed her cheek. You sort the hotel. They were in luck. John wouldn't even have to move rooms. Maybe it was just the power of money. Or at least having the money to pay for a fancy place. She listened to Ash's cooking sounds, then went to her desk and pulled down a new, spiral-bound notebook. It had a pegasus on it, in airbrushed pinks and purples. It hadn't been any more expensive than the plain ones, once it was on sale. 
She sat and wrote down everything that she could remember from the day before. It was a bit hard, when mostly what she remembered was being cold. Breakfast, my girl. Ash peered over her shoulder. Marianne tilted the book to let her see. Bog creature? It looked like a bog man, didn't it? Like one of those mummy guys they dig out of the ground. Well, bog, I guess. I've never seen one. But it wasn't a wholesome beastie. What did it feel like? Ash closed her eyes. Her lashes were like a sooty brush against porcelain skin, so smooth and bright that she swore she could see her own reflection. Her braid trailed over her shoulder. Marianne couldn't help it. She touched the smooth twists of hair. Without even opening her eyes, Ash smiled. It felt tacky. Her fingertips rubbed together. The skin was tough and the bone hard, if it had bone, but between was something thick, a bit like mud. Gross. But she wrote it in the notebook, then tapped the end of the pen against the paper, trying to dredge up more. Ash caught the pen like a cat would and collected it up with the notebook before taking her hand. Come, before it gets cold. She read the notes while Marianne ate. The painting hung behind her. Two abstract women, but not so abstract that you couldn't tell they were fucking. There was plausible deniability, though. One blonde, one dark-haired. She thought it was old. It shouldn't surprise her that there was old art like that. Guys always liked painting girls, and they liked watching two girls, so why wouldn't they like painting two girls together? Bobby's porn sometimes had two girls together. It had seemed to turn him on. Even after she hooked up with Ash, she still didn't feel any urge to watch any, and Ash didn't seem to need it. Ash, who left her so limp after sex that she finally understood what fucking meant. Maybe it was true what she'd heard, that guys got turned on by looking. They never really said what girls got turned on by. It sang? What? Her cheeks grew hot. Ash smiled just a little, like she knew why. Oh, uh, Matt said it did. I couldn't hear anything except noises it made when it was moving around and stuff. Ash nodded and added a note. You don't have to charge in alone, my girl. I wasn't alone. Matt, that one knows nothing of our business. Running trails alone is dangerous. I thought I should take someone in case I fell off a mountain. It sounded like a thin excuse, even if it was true. She watched Ash's hands smooth over the pages. You were hunting. You never minded when I went out alone before. You took an innocent stranger out with you. You took me along, and I didn't know much. You already believed. Enough to go out alone that very first time. Did this lad? It's a different thing when it isn't just you. I wasn't sure. It was just a guess. There was something in Ash's voice that she wasn't quite grasping. Why did you think to go there? Marianne looked down at her plate, tracing a line in her syrup. Even the last bite of pancake tasted guilty. She retrieved the research that she'd done. Ash read it silently, eyes traveling over the map, tracing the same path Marianne had. Just a guess. You researched all of this. I still didn't know. You found the next hunting ground. I didn't know for sure, and I didn't think it would really be out there. I probably would have missed it if I'd gone alone. So you called up your mat, but you didn't tell me. Hurt. It was hurt. And jealousy. It stung, but not as much as the way she tried to hide it. Nash shook her head. 
It's good work. Hard work. Maybe a guess, but an educated one. Ash was terrible at fake brightness. I thought it would be safer in daylight. Ash nodded. To have someone in daylight to help you, that's a fine thing, too. I lost the trails up north. Work like this will help us pick them up. I'd like to talk to your Matt. We need to learn all we can. My... he isn't my Matt. We just run together sometimes, in the park. I'd have a heart attack trying to keep up to you. She forced a laugh. Ash nodded again and stood up. Marianne wasn't sure where she meant to go, only filled with a sudden fear that she'd leave, and things were wrong between them and would stay wrong if she went. When Marianne caught her arm, she stopped. It's my fault. Look at the map, she pointed. It came from up there. It's probably something from the gate. It's my problem. I thought us a good team. You, Marianne, you don't have to do this work alone. She shifted awkwardly. You needn't talk to me, but you can. Ash started to reach for her hand, to remove it from her arm. You're safe and happy here. You get to read and listen to your music. After fighting so long, you get to... to nest. That's all. I can do it, until you're all rested up. It came out in a rush, like a kid explaining a broken window. It was Ash who looked down, then away, at the quiet apartment. When I talked about it, you seemed... I don't know. Ash laced their fingers together. Too content. I'm sorry, my girl. A bit of a rest is a fine thing, but... I ought not to have let you think for a moment that I wasn't your partner in this. It's really my... Ash tapped a finger over her lips. If it's your war, my girl, it's mine as well, until the damage is fixed. Okay. Taking a... She waved her hand. Man? Civilian? Innocent? Yes. I didn't expect to really be right, and it would have been fine if he hadn't been whammied. People like that, who don't know the danger, who can't see, we should protect them. Her cheeks burned. If Matt had been hurt, it would have been her fault. She was being stupid to think otherwise. Disingenuous. Like going back to you and even when you knew it felt wrong. In hindsight, anyway, it had gotten really hard, really fast, to remember that world. Maybe she'd never be able to understand why she'd been so stupid. If it was just her, or her and Ewan's power working together. Ash maintained that Ewan had controlled her, but she could never shake the fact that she'd known, and in knowing, should have been able to do something. Ash tilted her chin up gently. She had such pretty eyes. Hey now, the both of you are safe. And if, if, it was a mistake, there's no shame in that. Lord knows I've made my share. That's why you're a wise old Yoda. Clever you are. She put on a reasonably successful imitation for a softly Irish woman. I'll keep myself from fixing people without talking first. If you promise to talk to me about all of your hunting and theories. It was a peace offering. A meeting in the middle. Marianne hugged her, mouth finding hers for a lingering kiss. She was warm, and her teeth were only a little sharp when Marianne's tongue danced over them. The hungrier she was, the sharper they'd get. Ash's fingers slid under her shirt, along her ribs, teasing until Marianne moaned in frustration. Then her hands demanded, and Marianne arched into them. She thought of the bed, fleetingly, but it felt too goddamn good to stop. 
She pushed Ash back until she hit the wall, popping open her jeans. They unfurled like leaves around her wide hips. No time for underwear when she set out on her mission. Smooth, white skin, taut muscle. Marianne dropped to her knees, nipping her way between her thighs, tongue delving into her until she shook, going limp. Fuck anyone who wanted to tell her what she and Ash had wasn't amazing. Fuck herself for not having the guts to say the cheesy things. The important things. If that's how you kiss and make up, I look forward to many years of discussion. Marianne peered up, smiled, and leaned her head against Ash's leg, biting softly. Making up is better when you get to fuck to do it. Or fuck someone you loved fucking. That you loved. Ash slid down the wall, sprawling there. We're okay? We're fine, my girl. Marianne's eyes traveled over her. Porcelain skin, silky hair. Heh. <laughs> What's that, then? How fast could you run with your jeans around your ankles? Ash managed to swat her butt, and Marianne wiggled, and then they really were fine. She gave it a day before she called Matt, not exactly surprised when he didn't answer. How could she blame him? She wouldn't answer either. Her thumb moved over the keypad of her phone. Was that true? There'd been lots of chances for her to step back and have a normal life. Asha told her flat out to go home and stay out of it. If it was her, she'd want to know. Need to. Not everyone would. That's what Ash meant, maybe. People like them. People who knew and wanted to stay in it. We can figure it out without Matt. So she waited a little longer at the park, just in case he and Bobo happened along. So her run was a little lonely. So... So she missed her friend, and it was her fault that he wasn't there. She called two more times. Three seemed like a good number, open to talk, but not creepy. A nagging little voice urged her to go visit, but that would definitely be crossing into stalker territory. She and Ash watched the news report from the ranger station. It showed up in newspapers, too. A big yellow machine was being used to pull chunks of ice away from the walls. The footage was from a distance, illuminated by the sun. Steam was rising from it in diaphanous wisps. It's powerful. The ice is fighting the sun even now. Ash leaned forward. It occurred to her that she didn't have to. Ash had freakishly good eyesight. It was normal, but not necessary. Had she practiced? Or was it habit picked up from being around normal people? Marianne saw the line of broken trees and the ragged hole in the wall, revealing a flash of the closet. Toilet paper rolls were scattered out over the clearing, like they'd mounted an escape. Police and people in official windbreakers were swarming the area, taking measurements and putting up little flags and standing around in groups consulting with each other. Emergency vehicle lights flashed over the trees, making them jump and twitch. A ghost car was parked awkwardly among them. Marianne was pretty sure it was the same one that had been out by the whale-watching tour. I wonder who they'd bring to inspect a thing like this. Police? Fire? Ambulance? Gas? Natural resources? John said there's a bunch of government people up there now, investigating things. Maybe some of those are from the same bunch. She looked for suited people, like FBI, but maybe only Americans went for that kind of thing. Everyone on the screen was dressed for trees. That would be a bit of bad luck. Would we have to move? You want to see more of the world anyway.
It sucks to be chased away, though. Ash hummed a few lines from the gambler. Kenny Rogers, you like country and western? Poetry lives everywhere. I'll let John know that he accidentally loves literature. Still going to the island tomorrow? I think it's the only day he has free. Hopefully we can do the garden thing. And maybe the wax museum. I loved it when we went. Morbid girl. Well, Marianne waved vaguely. I mean, Ash, you know, you are a vampire. Ash cocked an eye at her. Marianne clung to an air of innocence. Fine. A fair point. She rolled her eyes when Marianne raised a fist in triumph. Can I ask a question? Hmm. Ash stretched out, head on Marianne's lap. Do you ever feed on, like, people you know? Friends or, like... Lovers. Mm. Ash smiled briefly. I try not to. In the past, I've met some people who seem to go in for that kind of thing, though. Like a kink or something? Just so. Sometimes they find one of my kind who shares their predilections. I suppose they're happy. Not you, though. I don't really want to think of feeding as erotic. A chocolate sundae, though. Or a good burger. Imp. You said that you know them for a while. When you eat. The memory fades. Usually quickly. Is it intimate? The first few times I fed were overwhelming. Now it's a bit like a movie, unless the personality is strong, like yours. You can still, you know, feel me? Only impressions. I try to leave you to yourself unless you call. Marianne wondered what it would be like to have Ash in her mind all the time. They could share day and night, then. On the other hand, she didn't even like using public bathrooms, and no one needed to know how often she picked her nose. Will you be having your chat with John tomorrow? Sooner the better, I guess. Don't force it if the time isn't right. Don't give me any excuses to imp out. I can still... Say it? Never. Marianne loved the ferry crossing. The last time had been a misty, gray world... Today was fine, and the black islands, tufted by pines, were still mournful and beautiful. In the brilliant light, the thin places took on a special glow. They were ancient here. She didn't know how she knew that, but she felt it when they were, and all of the ones swirling through the water or flickering through the trees like smoke, they were all old. Sometimes, when she concentrated, they took on shapes that teased at her mind, not things she recognized, but like she should know them. Some memory burrowed into her hindbrain, the legacy of ancestors clever enough to survive the primal dark. She watched them while John ran around the ferry, taking pictures of everything he could, changing rolls of film with astonishing speed. She half expected him to take a second-by-second -second shoot of the docking, but he retreated to the car when it was time, humming along to George Strait. I know what you need for Christmas, she said watching him stow away a canister. Other cars began to start up, families settling in. I promised your mom to take pictures of this trip. If you guys move east, it'll be like every day is a trip. That's true. Different place back there. You ever been? Went to Banff last winter. Your mom loved it when we went. Very, um, very pretty up there. They edged carefully back from that touring through the gardens while the weather was good and the sun was high. She posed, 
trying to figure out what to do with her hands, and made sure there was some pictures of him, too. When it came to the pair of them together, John recruited what seemed to be a group of Japanese high school students and their chaperone. Between their halting English and his pantomimes, there was quickly an impromptu language lesson and photo shoot. By the end, everyone was posing together, and a garden staff member had been pressed into service wielding the camera. It's so cool, all of that. What do you mean? He stowed away the address of the school, written in shaky English. He'd promised to send copies of the pictures. She fished her map of the city out of her bag, figuring out the route to the inner harbor. Chamber of Horrors, here we come. You just talk to everyone, like it's easy. Everyone has their talents. Mom's like that, too. No wonder you guys got together. It took months. What? Your mom. She was easy to talk to, but not all that easy to get to know. I wasn't sure if I should even try to ask her out. Good thing you took your shot. She was talking about you for ages. Was she now? She glanced at him. I just gave something away. He laughed. Nah, it's good. I'm glad. Hey, so you're a dude. Guy. Man. Yes. Can I ask your advice? Shoot. So, if I did something to piss a guy off, and I want to apologize, how many times should I call without getting an answer before I give up? Depends on the situation. I was afraid of that. Well, was the thing you did serious? A bit. How well do you know this guy? We've been running together since last fall. Like buddies. I guess. Friendly buddies? Well, I'd give it a few days for him to cool off before trying again. If he doesn't pick up after that, cut your losses. Cool. You sure he's just a buddy? Yeah. Okay. What? You'd know better than me. You think there's something else? Maybe he thought so. Maybe not. Something to keep in mind. Oh. No good? When she stopped at a light, she looked his way again, and there was something in his face. You can do this. You heard, huh? Not sure. He was giving her an out. She could. She could. She could be safe. But there was nothing wrong with what her and Ash had, right? You heard what you heard. It came out sharper than she meant. Her heart pounded in her ears. You happy? Yeah. Treat you okay? It's not a money thing, is it? No, it isn't money. It never had been for her, and Ash's gift had put an end to any hint of that. There was a long, thoughtful silence. She braced herself. Sex good? Christ! I thought you were a Catholic! I'm Catholic. I'm not dead. She laughed, grateful for the next light so she didn't get them into an accident. A little giddy. He looked pleased with himself. Everything's good. She wiped her eyes. Good. Look. My mom, I I don't... This thing, it's your thing. I heard by accident. It's not my place to say anything. She won't hear it from me. Whenever you're ready, if you're ever ready, it's between you and her. Thanks. Thank you. Hey, by the way, I got a new hat. How did you buy a hat? I didn't even see. He pulled a black hat out of his bag and settled it on. In the mirror, she saw a rainbow patch on the front. When, when did... You knew, and... Boy Scouts, always be prepared. Her fingers tightened on the wheel. I'm gonna hug you when we get out of the car. 
Weird or not, it isn't weird.